I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back to Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you're here. So I just want to start out with the fact that someone called me honey today, and I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like it was a term of endearment, but I just don't know. But I kind of want to talk about assholes because this is Am I the Asshole? Episode 2. We're going to go through it. We actually have a listener submission. I'm very excited to share this. The listener will remain anonymous, but I will share that episode, that um, story towards the middle of the episode. We have lots of drinks to talk about. We have a craft cocktail as usual, and we have lots of stories to hear. So I kind of just want to get into this. I'm pumped. I've been looking forward to this episode since the first Am I the Asshole episode. And without further ado, let's do this. Um, If this is your first time listening to this podcast called Make It Cute, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here, truly. I love whenever new people come and listen and join our Make It Cute community and just hang out with me for a quick 25 to 30 minutes. If you want to support the show, make sure that you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars is preferable, but you don't have to do it. Rate it with your heart. You can leave 10 stars if you want. And also make sure that you're sharing these episodes with your friends, your families, your dogs, your cats, everyone you know, um, because I love seeing more and more people joining our Make It Cute community, our cute community. I kind of like that. Maybe I'll, maybe that's what we can call ourselves. Um there's a couple different segments I do on this show. Um, this is the Am I the Asshole segment where I kind of dedicate an episode to talking about Am I the Asshole stories and situations and will comment on those. This is episode two of that, so you can always check out episode one. 
Um, I have a Taylor Swift Spotlight Monthly that I'm doing that is a lot of fun. Last week, I want to say, or maybe two weeks ago, I did an episode on Willow. Such an amazing song. I still love it, and it's perfect for fall. And then we have some other kind of fun episodes mixed in, some guests. It's a good hodgepodge, so, you know, hang out with me. You're going to have a good time, and let's do this. So, am I the asshole? Let's start this. Am I the asshole for not giving up my man cave to accommodate my mother-in-law? My wife and I never... My wife and I never got married. Well, can't read. Um, My wife and I got married four years ago. She had two kids from a previous relationship, now eight and ten, that she has full custody of. Their dad is not much of a figure in their lives. I inherited my parents' house when they died about a decade ago, and since my wife and her kids were living in an apartment, we decided it would be easiest if they moved into my house after we got married. The kids now have their own rooms. There's a yard for them to play in. We got a dog. It's been really nice. About a year ago, my wife's dad got sick and passed away. It's been hard on a lot of her family members, but especially her mom. A few months ago, my wife brought up the idea of having her mom move in with us so that she wouldn't be alone. I was very hesitant since her mom has her own health issues and adding another adult to the house completely changes the dynamic of the household completely. After a lot of discussion and pressure from my wife, I finally opened up to the idea, but there's still roadblocks. The biggest being that we do not have a spare bedroom for my mother-in-law. My wife's idea is to make the basement kind of a mother-in-law suite. However, I've spent the last decade turning the basement into my man cave. Think bar, pool table, poker table, big screen TVs, etc. I did a lot of the work myself and I'm pretty proud of it. I told my wife that it's pretty much a non-starter for me to give up that space as it's something I've been working on for a long time, since even before I met her. My solution is to have the kids go back to sharing a room and the mother-in-law gets another bedroom. My wife said that the kids had gotten used to having their own space and she won't force them to give that up. I asked her, why is it okay for me to have to give up my space, but not anyone else? I told her I'm the one who is gaining nothing by having mother-in-law move in. Mother-in-law would get to be around family, my wife gets her mom clothes, kids get their grandma, and I would have to give up something I've worked so long and hard for. Doesn't exactly sound like a sweet deal for me. She called me a selfish asshole and told me I'm being ridiculous and stubborn. She told me that this is now her house too, and she's not going to make her kids sacrifice their space when we have a perfectly good space that the mother-in-law can use. I told her that the basement is the one place in the house that I do not want changed under any circumstances, no exceptions. We've been fighting about this for weeks, and neither one of us is willing to budge. My wife and I are getting more and more hostile to me, and our relationship is suffering. Do I just need to bite the bullet and give up my space? I think I'm already giving up a lot by allowing mother-in-law to move in with us. But am I being the asshole about this? Wow, there's a lot of facts to go with. Um, I'm going to just kind of, I'm going to rule with my verdict. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you agree, if you disagree. I don't think this person's the asshole. And I'm going to say this. I currently live alone. I do not have children. I do not have a significant other. And 
I have worked very hard to curate my space into something that I like. I've lived in my current apartment for um, over two years at this point. So I've made a lot of edits, a lot of updates, and a lot of things to really make this feel like a home for me. Even though you are married to someone else, if someone was to come in here and want to change everything in the space, it would be a shock and it would be something that I would be uncomfortable with and something that would cause me a sense of discomfort. So I don't think that it's necessarily unreasonable for someone to not want that to happen. It is a courtesy that someone is allowing them into their space. It's it's already a huge step to say, hey, we're going to have a family member live with us. That is a huge step. But it's an even bigger step to say, hey, you have to give up your space. I think the idea of having the kids move into the a same bedroom is fine. I don't know what this mother-in-law situation is, whether it's permanent, whether it's temporary, if it's just for the grieving period or what the case may be. But I'm kind of with the original poster, otherwise known as OP. I'm kind of with OP on this. I think that it is a struggle to introduce someone else into your dynamic and that the easiest solution would be instead of disparaging all of the things that he made and all the things that he did and all the hard work he put into it, let the kids condense. It is perfectly normal for kids to share bedrooms. So it's one of those things that, yes, they have their own space, but he also has a courtesy to the kids wanted them to move in in order for them to be able to spread out. They should be able to enjoy that time that they had in their own rooms and know that they may have their own space again soon. But nonetheless, they're so young, I'm sure it'd be like a party for them to have their own rooms. So I don't think you're the asshole. And I'm going to recommend that you should probably have a drink. And for that, I would say whiskey neat short, sweet, smoky to the point and effective. And that is what you would need because quite frankly, I just, I I, I would need a stiff drink if I was in your shoes. So moving on to the next, am I the asshole? Uh, this one is actually a submission on uh, the submittee will stay anonymous, but am I the asshole for not wanting my future father-in-law at my wedding? Ooh, this is going to be juicy. I'm excited. I, 23 female, and my fiancé, 24 male, have been engaged since the spring and are planning a smaller intimate wedding for the end of the year. Sadly, his mother lost her battle with breast cancer in May of 2020. It was a difficult time for him and his family. However, only after four months of passing, he began to see someone else. His older kids, including my fiancé, all thought this was way too soon. And from the looks of it, it had seemed that things were moving extremely fast. Not only this, but he began to lie to his family. A lot. Aside from the fact that it was a rushed relationship, this woman is overall bad news. We found out that she had been lying about her past and had extremely vile postings on her social media accounts. She messaged my fiancé's siblings on Facebook saying that she didn't care who she hurt, that she and my father-in-law would be together no matter what, and that the kids should move on from their mother's death. The family eventually had an intervention for my future father-in-law, saying that this woman was destroying him. 
I didn't want to be at this intervention, but got dragged into it. My fiance was trying to tell his dad that they want to see him happy and that he could find someone who's actually good for him. For some reason, this enraged my father-in-law and he began to degrade me in front of my fiance. I kept a straight face, but this hurt me deeply because he used to be so kind to me. He has not apologized and denies he said anything. Now, he has since proposed to this woman and is kicking out his family to move her and her family in. She does not care at all and is all over Facebook flashing her relationship off. I told my fiance that I do not want his dad at our wedding because of how he treated me at the intervention. He agrees, but his family does not. Even after how he's treated everyone... They believe that I need to put it aside for the sake of the little siblings. I've kept my foot down about it, but now I don't know. So, am I the asshole? Okay. Juicy. Um, let's talk about that. Um, that is very much a situation. And thank you for sharing that. I appreciate your candid and vulnerability to be able to share that with me and for you know you're, you're asking if you're the asshole and <laughs> I don't think you are and here's a couple of reasons I think weddings especially I, I, I don't know if I've really talked about weddings on here but I kind of have an idea for my wedding already and I'm currently very single very very single but I already have an idea of what I want my wedding to be your wedding day Ideally, you're going to do it once. Who knows? You may do it more than once. But your first wedding, it should be exactly what you want. And only the people that you want there should be present. I really dislike whenever people invite people to their weddings for the sake of inviting them. Just because I was invited to their wedding does not necessarily mean that they're going to be invited to mine. And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be a quid pro quo relationship. And even family members. Sometimes weddings go off much better without the familial drama. And for the younger siblings' sake, lie. <laughs> I would say if they're kids, kids, they ask a million questions, but they're usually satisfied with a simple answer. It's like, oh, he couldn't come. He's busy. He had squash practice. He needed to be mean to someone else today. I think, again, at your wedding, the wedding that you're paying for, you should have only who you want there. Only who you want there. No one else. No one is entitled to be at your wedding. You are choosing to have this ceremony with people who love you. And if someone hurt you and also refuses to apologize for them, Excuse my French, but fuck them. They don't need to be there. They truly do not need to be there because they're not there for you. They're there to show an appearance that they're there for you, but they're not there for you. Because people who are going to be there for you, they're going to be there for you at your wedding day and behind closed doors. And they're not going to sit there and slander your name and talk shit about you to someone else, especially someone that you are about to marry. It is fantastic that your fiance recognizes that this is not behavior that he wants his future wife having to deal with. And again, I don't think you're the asshole. 
And thank you for submitting. So I think you need a drink. And I'm making this drink especially for you. So the cocktail for today's episode is inspired by this situation. I think I would want something that literally fucks me up to the point where if A, in the event that for some reason he does end up coming, I want to be too drunk to remember him coming. And B, you know, something that also tastes good. So we are going to make something. It's going to be a little, it's going to be a little funky. The ingredients they are going to sound a little weird, but I promise you it's going to be delicious. So we're going to take an ounce and a half of vodka, put in a shaker tin with some ice. Then we're going to add in half ounce of watermelon pucker and a half ounce of strawberry pucker and a half ounce of peach tree. We have three ounces of alcohol in this because we need it. You're going to go ahead and give that a good shake until your shaker tin is visibly frosty. Shake all of your frustrations away. Strain it into a glass with some ice. Top it with Sprite. And I promise you, this will be delicious. It'll be fruity, but strong and delicious. And the Sprite will just balance it all out. You gotta try it. This is for you. And again, you are not the asshole. I respect the fuck out of you for being able to acknowledge that, hey, I don't want this person here. I don't want a person who's not here for me at my special day, the day that I hope to only have to do once. Again, your first wedding, hopefully it's your last. Maybe the first wedding's for money. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) But your first wedding, you shouldn't have to worry about micromanaging or managing other people or having to deal with people you don't want to deal with. Weddings are expensive as shit. Don't waste your dollars on them. Don't do it. And if both of you are in agreement, it is you guys' day. So, you know, it is what it is. I am very happy that you shared that. So, let's talk about the next asshole. Or potential asshole. Or maybe not an asshole at all. So, let's talk about this. Am I the asshole for asking my husband to let me use fake candles? I am very curious about this. Um, It has um, 1.8K upvotes. So, you know, people are reading this. So let's talk about this. Just to reiterate, am I the asshole for asking my husband to let me use fake candles? My husband... 35 male and I, 35 fe- or 30 female, just bought a house and received housewarming gifts, including two very nice and expensive fake candles that look realistic and have timers so that they will turn on and off at certain times. My mom bought us the candles because she knows how much I love real candles, but also knows my husband won't let me use real candles because he is concerned about the fire safety for our house and our dog. Last night, I turned the candles on for the first time, and he immediately asked me to turn them off or move them. His reasoning? They look too much like real candles, and they were making him anxious. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I relented and we moved the candles out of his line of sight. Later that night before bed, he turned the candles off. I didn't notice because he went to bed after me. The next day after work, he told me he turned the candles off. I asked him why, and I explained to him that he messed up my timer. He explained that he does not like seeing them on when he's not in the room because he thinks it's a fire. At this point, I asked him if he realized his stance on these fake candles was a little extreme. He said he didn't think so. I pushed back saying that I gave up using real candles for him. Why can't I have fake candles? He pushed back and said that I can use the fake candles, but he doesn't want them to be set on a timer because it makes him too nervous. I pushed back and reminded him that just because he grew up never using candles and just needs to get time to get used to them. And I reminded him that a real fire would look and feel and smell different than these two fake candles my mom gave us. We reached an impasse in our discussion. And once again, I asked him if he at least realized that his position was extreme. He disagreed and he thinks the use of fake candles isn't a necessity in life. So why do I need them? I explained that life is a dumpster, dumpster fire in a flood and sometimes... It's just nice to have nice things, like pretty candles on timers. He also explained to me that fire safety is very important. Our new house is in a town that has only a volunteer fire department and no fire hydrants. I agreed, but reminded him that these are fake candles I'm asking to use on a timer. In the end, I asked him if he thought that strangers would side with him or me. He thinks you all will agree with him in that prohibiting the use of real candles and limiting the use of fake candles is a reasonable ask. I think you all will agree with me that what he's asking me to do is extreme. So what do you think? This one is hard because part of me wants to say, yes, it is slight asshole behavior to you know, violate someone's comfort level with, <laughs> with, with fake candles. I, I'm sorry. I, and I, I laugh because 
I'm I'm ruling that you're not the asshole because I think it's I, I think that's fucking extreme. Um, if I'm being quite honest, I think it's one of those things where it's like a deep rooted fear that's so irrational that it is actually just an inconvenience and a hindrance. And I mean, as much as I hate to say that, I think it's the truth. There's sometimes we have irrational fears. Um, One thing that I do is before I take a shower, before I even turn on the water, I look in my shower because one time a spider crawled up my drain and I got in the shower and there was a spider in my tub. It wasn't big or anything, but now I have a learned behavior that I need to check my shower before I get into it to make sure that there's nothing there. 99% of the time, there is nothing there. But it is just a cautionary thing that I do, that I learn to do from just that experience. But I don't have to check it. Like, I can't not physically turn on the shower, get in the shower without checking. I can do that. It's perfectly fine. I choose to check in the small chance. But that's also something that's out of my control. A fake candle is in your control. It is fake. No matter how real it might look, if you cannot convince yourself that it is fake, there's there's an issue. I understand having phobias and anxiety about certain things but i think whenever it really has that disruptive nature in your life that's on you and if you go to a restaurant where there's candles what are you going to do are you going to ask them to blow out every single candle in in the restaurant probably not it sounds like the person who posted is willing to come to some sort of compromise by sacrificing the use of real candles and the compromise should be that fake candles should be fine. It just sounds like the the husband doesn't want any type of candle in the house at all, which I think candles are not only just an aesthetic thing, but it's also a comfort thing. I always have candles burning in my apartment. I love candles. They make my place smell good. They add ambiance. They make me feel happy. They release my serotonin. And if I went to Pottery Barn and got like one of those $86 like candles that look like real, that would probably fuel my serotonin. Not quite as much, but you know, just a bit. And again, I'm in total agreement. Like I'm on your side, original poster. I don't think you're the asshole in this situation. And sounds like you need a drink for this. I would say go out, to Bath and Body Works, get a passion tea refresher or a passion tea from Starbucks and add raspberry vodka and sip that as you walk around Bath and Body Works uh, sniffing the candles. And if you can, pop over to Yankee Candle and grab one for me. (laughs) Moving on, I think we have one, I think we have time for one more Am I the Asshole? And I'm very excited for this one. This one has seven point. 8k upvotes and the title caught my eye i also i don't read these ahead of time i live scroll on reddit um to see kind of like what looks interesting what was posted recently what's kind of currently trending so this is what's kind of trending whenever i'm going through 
if you go on the am i the asshole thread on reddit may look different for you because you may be looking at a different time and that is fine but let's look at this one am i the asshole for encouraging bullying i'm a high school teacher i am currently teaching a class of 16 year olds and this is the class whom this will be concerning two months ago i assigned them a group project i paired up two students a female 16 and a male 16. the female 16 will we'll call them f and the male 16 will call him n I think I want to give them names for this case. Um, this is not part of the part of the Am I the Asshole story. So F I will call Faith and N I will call Nick, just so then it's easy for me to go through them. They wrote a pretty good report together. But then close to the end of the project, Faith came to me and said that Nick had done no work. Now I know Nick. He's well liked, which is relevant, but also very hardworking and super dedicated. So I was surprised to hear that he had done this. I asked if she had any proof, and she said that she didn't have it compiled, but she could get it tomorrow. She comes back and shows me the edit history on her document. I later come to know that she had come, copied everything and then deleted it, so it looked like she had written all of it. I initially believed her, but then. I checked when it was all written, which was the night before. I was suspicious and asked if she had anything else. She showed me messages, which were all basically her trying to organize times to work on it, but him rudely shutting her out. I confronted Nick about it. He was shocked and told me that he had been locked out of the Google Doc two days before. He then showed me the real messages, and it was both of them talking about the project and both of them coordinating their work. It was pretty obvious what Faith had done. I went back and confronted her. I demanded to see the full edit history, and it showed that the workload was actually more like 70 to 30. Nick had done roughly 70% of the work. I asked her why she had done this, and she told me that she thought that if he didn't get any work, that she'd get a higher grade. I was pissed, because if I had believed her, it's literally a zero grade for Nick, and his average would have been completely wrecked. I took this to the principal. She was giving a four-day school suspension. I should also add, Nick wants to go into a career where he needs an insanely high average. Nick told the class, and now they all basically hate Faith. She wasn't very well-liked before, but now she was actively phased out of conversations. When there were social gatherings outside of school, she was excluded. It's at the point where she's crying every day. I feel bad for her, but it is really her fault, and she's come. She's facing her consequences. Her mother recently came to me to the school screaming at me and saying she's having mental breakdowns every day because of the social exclusion and bullying. She says I need to talk to the class and tell them that they all need to include Faith or else. She also wants Nick punished for telling everyone. Whilst I feel bad for her, I don't feel fair punishing Nick, because this wasn't some super private conflict. It was a matter of group work, and as such, I never told Nick not to tell anyone. Furthermore, it's just common decency not to pull something like this. And Faith could have ruined his entire life. We're not in the U.S. Our high school grades matter, as this gets what these kids deserve in their lives. And they determine what college courses they get into. Are they the asshole? <laughs> that is a lot to digest. Um, but at high level, 
I think she's not the asshole. I think also it's funny because the original poster asks if she's the asshole. I don't think she's encouraging bullying per se, but I don't think she's stopping it. Which also, it this is a very relative situation because frankly, if Faith didn't come to this teacher at all, this situation would have never happened. But Faith constructed a situation that never happened and then caught caught in a lie. Why she would do that? Maybe she was bored? But that makes no sense to me. So I do think that actions reap, re, reap punishments. Sorry, I could not think of the word. Um, actions reap punishments. If you want to do something, you have to be con- prepared for the consequences that are going to follow. And consequences aren't always bad. It is just the actions of what, it's just the results of the actions that you made, essentially. So I don't think this teacher is the asshole. I don't think Faith is necessarily the asshole. I think that Faith made a crappy decision and now she's paying for it and it sucks and high school is brutal. But again, if she didn't fabricate this situation. She would have never been in this situation. So I don't think they're the asshole. And this teacher sounds like she deserves a drink. And since you're teaching kids, I'm not going to say any alcohol, but maybe some chamomile. It sounds like, you know, teaching a bunch of six, uh, 16 year olds is stressful. So a little bit of chamomile tea. Never hurt anybody. You can add a splash of brandy in there if you want. But. You know, just make sure you don't mess up the grades. <laughs> Anyways, that is going to be the end of this episode of Make It Cute. Am I the asshole episode two? This is so fun. I actually love these episodes and I probably could make these episodes even longer if I wanted to. Um, I really just love this spot. It's so much fun. And as always, if you have any suggestions for me, follow us at Make It Cute Pod on Instagram and TikTok, or you can DM me personally. My handle is at Mileski on Instagram, at Mileski2 on TikTok. You can comment on the video. You can DM me. Uh, again, if you want to be really formal, you can email us, makeitcutepod at gmail.com. Um, thank you for listening, and thank you for hanging out with me. And I will see you next week on the next episode. Bye.